All right. Um, most of you are probably thinking to yourself, you're not Shane. Congratulations, you have eyes. Uh, no, I'm just joking. That was sarcasm. Um, Shane got held up last night in St. Louis, so I'm pinch hitting today. Uh, you're welcome. Congratulations, whatever that means. Uh, so, looking at the story of Ruth and Boaz today, um, I thought of a, of a story. And, and this is an old joke, so you all have probably heard it, but it pertains to the situation quite well. So there's a man out in the middle of the ocean. His boat capsizes, loses everything, doesn't have a life preserver, doesn't have a life boat, doesn't have anything. He's just sitting there treading water. Luckily for this man, he is a pretty good swimmer. Uh, he has a lot of faith, though. Right? He has faith that, that God's going to save him. And so he is just resolute that God is going to save me without a doubt. Well, here comes by a boat, and the boat's like, Hey, buddy, do you need help? Like, let, let us save you. Come up to our boat. We'll take care of you. And he's like, Hey, no thanks. God's going to save me. Got faith. God will take care of it. And so astonished, they are like, oh, oh, Are you sure? And they, No, I'm good. So they move on, and here he is still treading water, and here comes boat number two, and boat number two is like, you look like you're in trouble. Can we offer you some help, please? Uh, the guy just denies it. Look, God is going to save me. I've got faith. It is going to happen, and it will happen. And uh, boat number two, astonished, says okay, and they pass on by too. Well, here he is, Tread, and he's starting to get tired, starting to get exhausted, and here comes boat number three. And boat number three is begging with this guy, please, for the love of all that's holy, let us save you. Come aboard. And he, resolute in his faith, says, God's going to save me. And so uh, they move on. Well, he drowns. He drowns, he dies, he gets tired, cramps up, sinks to the bottom, uh, swallows a whole bunch of water. That's how drowning works, in case you didn't know. And uh, he gets to heaven, and he's talking to God, and he says, uh, God, I had faith. Why didn't you save me? And God looks at him and said, I sent you three boats, you idiot. Why didn't you get on one of them? Right? So often we think that faith requires no effort on our part. Well, we're going to see today in the story of Ruth and Boaz that that is farthest thing from the truth. So Ruth, her mother-in-law, Naomi, and Naomi's husband, Abimelech, they are from Bethlehem, and Bethlehem's going through a drought. So they decide that they're going to go to Moab. They make their way to Moab because Moab's got food, and they decide, hey, you know what? We are going to provide for our family in this way. While there... Uh, Eli Melech, who is the uh, wife of, of uh, Naomi, passes away, dies. So here she is with her two sons, and her two sons take wives. Uh, those wives are Ruth and Oprah, and no, she doesn't come with uh, free stuff. Um, the sons die. And now it's Naomi and Oprah and Ruth, and Naomi's thinking... I don't really know what's going on here. See, back, back in this time, you have to understand, no man, no plan. That's really how it was. Didn't have a man, plan gone. Ruth is thinking, what am I going to do? Oprah's thinking, what am I going to do? And Oprah's thinking, the only option I have is to go back home. So, uh, did I say Oprah? Naomi. Naomi's thinking, the only option I have is to go back home. So, Naomi decides, listen, uh, I'm going to go back home. It's the only option I have. People are laughing at me, looking at me. I'm either being funny or my fly's open. Which one is it, PA? Okay, good. Just checking because I used the restroom right before and I've seen it happen to lots of people. <laughs> Your mother. Um, so, 
Naomi's here and she tries to convince Oprah and Ruth, look, you stay here with your people and your God here in Moab. That's what I want you to do. And uh, Oprah's like, sweet, makes sense. I'm going to go hang out with my family and they're going to take care of me. Um, but Ruth has a different response. In Ruth 1, 16 and 17, she says this. She says, do not persuade me to leave you or to go back and not follow you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Faith, honor, and servant love, shown right here by Ruth. See, it makes perfect sense that Ruth says, like Oprah, you're right, I'm going to go back to my family, good luck. But she says, you know what, you're my family now, your God's going to be my God. I've experienced this relationship with the God that you have. I've experienced this relationship with you, and I'm going to stick it out to the end. That's what we have to understand. The first thing about faith, it's about persevering to the end. Okay, it's about making it to the end. It would have been, like I said, really easy for her to give up. Really easy for her to say, I've got no man, I've got no plan. My only option right now is to uh, go back to my family and, and try to tough it out. Ladies, gentlemen, for those of you wanting to make this argument, proof right there that <laughs> women are nothing without men. You know what I'm saying? Am I back? Hey, I'm back on. Okay. Uh, it was a joke, Lydia. Or was it? Cut the crust off. Just kidding. Again? Good grief. I am never getting invited back up on this stage, but hey, go out in a blaze of glory. That's what I say. Faith is about hearing and following. Okay? You hear us say that all the time. We're, we need to have that hear and follow relationship with God. Ruth felt led felt the call to go with Naomi, and she followed. Even though the situation was scary, even though she really didn't know what was going to take place, she persevered through the end and followed what, what God said for her life. Too many of us, when we face an obstacle or we have something pop up in front of us when we're headed down a path, we feel like God um, is leading us down, we say, well, there's my sign that this just isn't the way it's supposed to be. Right? Because, hey, if God meant for this to happen, if God was calling for this to happen, if God was leading my life down this direction, then it would just happen easily. Right? We wouldn't have to worry about it. It would, it would just happen. It would just take place. And we just think miraculously that God's going to pour some solution in our lap to fix our issue or to fix our problem and that everything's going to be smooth sailing. And that's just not the case. That's not the case. Scripture doesn't support that idea. Ruth and Boaz, this, this story... Uh, that we're going to get into that just talks complete perseverance and faith does not support that any way whatsoever. And so, as we get to Ruth chapter 2, Naomi and Ruth do the only thing that makes sense in this time. They go back to Naomi's um, family because laws are set up, customs are set up that, hey, Naomi's family is going to find a way to take care of you. As they get back to Bethlehem, um, you have to understand, they're hungry, they need shelter, they, all these things, Ruth comes up to Naomi and she asks permission. She says, hey, let me go glean in the fields, right? Meaning, let me go collect behind the harvesters so that we can have some food. We can have, um, we, we can just provide for ourselves. This follows a Levitical law. If we look in Leviticus 19, 9 through 10, this is what it tells us. It says, when you reap the harvest of your land, you are not to reap to the very edge of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Meaning, 
Listen, leave the edge of the field for the poor and needy. If you drop anything, don't pick it up. Leave that for people to come behind you. It was a perfect way, a God-given way, for those who were better off to take care of the needy. But notice, no way here, in, in no way whatsoever, is it saying, hey, food's going to be collected for you and we're going to put it on your table. It's saying we're giving you the option, we're giving you the ability to work your way out of your situation. It allowed them to keep their dignity. It allowed them to uh, push forward. But it still required them to work. Faith and work go hand in hand. That's something that we need to grasp. Something we really truly need to understand. Okay? Yes, faith will get you a long ways. But no part of faith says that you stop working, that you stop striving to better your life, that you stop striving to better your situation. And that goes for faith. That goes for business. That goes for family that goes for pick something it's perfectly fine and expected that we have faith that god will take care and provide for us but in no way shape or form does that mean that we do not strive or try to provide for ourselves and that's really what we have to wrap our heads around and understand because that's what god is wanting us to see through this whole thing have faith i will provide for you okay have faith i'll provide for you Listen and follow, and I will make sure that you're taken care of. But don't think for a second that that means you have no say in your situation. We as Christians can determine our outcome in a lot of ways. And I think too often we think that just, if it's good, thank you God. If it's bad, we have to say thank you God anyways. And eventually he'll just take care of it. Or, you know, we wrap our heads around some false idea of why we're in the situation that we're in. But Ruth and Naomi, they didn't allow themselves to do that. Um, if you look in Ruth chapter 2 through 8, right? Uh, chapter 2, sorry, verses 8 through 11. We come to the situation where uh, Ruth finds herself in the field of Boaz. My wife is laughing. Are you guys sure my fly is not down? What is happening right now? Thank you, Whitney. There's some honesty. What? I don't know what's happening. What? Dude, are you guys kidding me right now? I asked, PA. Brother. That was the very first thing I asked. Minute one. Minute one. That was literally minute one. Some of you are chuckling at me. Is my fly down? Not one person. I don't know if you guys know this or not, okay? But faith clearly gets you nowhere because I had faith in you guys, and that's like half of it. I should have checked myself. Perfect illustration for the sermon. Never count on other people to get you through a situation. Dude, are you kidding me right now? I'm telling you, this is going to be half the sermon today, talking about the things you... And I have a booger in my nose too, PA? Maybe we shouldn't tell me about that. Anybody want to come check? Good grief! I just want to say you all are welcome that I did not go commando today. It's not something I've ever done before, but I'm glad I didn't try it now. You know what I'm saying? What is wrong with you people? You very clearly knew. You know what I'm saying? No, you knew. Well, I'm glad you didn't know. That would have been even more embarrassing. Good, PA, you get out of here and stay out of here. Go eat a donut, you jerk. Holy crap. 
Y'all gonna, I'm going to have to mute this and pray for a second. There's going to be some choice language. What the heck? Okay. Anyways, back to Ruth, chapter 2 through 11. Like I was saying, she finds herself in the field of Boaz, uh, clothes on properly, and uh, she's there gleaning the fields. And uh, Boaz takes notice of her, and Boaz calls her over, and she's, you know, bows down and says, hey, thanks for letting me have your leftovers and all that jazz. And Boaz says, uh, hey, just so you know, in my field, all you want, everything's yours, okay? I'm, I told the men not to touch you. You won't be harassed. If you're ever thirsty, go drink from their jars of the water that they collected. We are going to take care of you. And she simply wants to know, hey, why? Why are you going to take care of me? And he, he, he lets her know in verses uh, 8 through 11. This is what he says. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Listen, my daughter, don't go and gather grain in another field, like I told you, and don't leave this one, but stay here close to my young women. See which field they're harvesting and follow them. Haven't I ordered the young men not to touch you? Uh, when you are thirsty, go and drink from their jars and that the young men have filled. She bowed with her face to the ground and said to him, Why are you so kind to notice me, although I am a foreigner? He answered, Everything you have done for your mother-in-law since your husband's death has been fully reported to me. First thing we want to understand about this current situation, doing the right thing doesn't go unnoticed. I want us all to understand, because I think a lot of times in life we sort of feel that way. I'm doing all the right things and I'm struggling over here. And I'm seeing this person who, clear to everybody, is making some poor choices and everything seems to be going great for them. When we do the right thing, people take notice. When we put our faith in God, God takes notice. God fully understands what it takes for you to give up control and lean on Him. Okay, that is the opposite of human nature. That is being a renegade. It's hearing and following God. What we need to really grab onto is that faith brings us life. And it did. It brought Ruth life. It brought Naomi life. It provided food and shelter and all of their needs were taken care of because they had faith and because they worked towards it. God blessed their efforts and just because God is who He is gave them the provision that they needed. But things were even about to go one step further for her. You see, Naomi, being a, a bit older and wiser, recognized that Boaz had taken a liking to Ruth. And he comes to her uh, she, Naomi, comes to Ruth and comes up with this plan and says, Hey, listen, Boaz is taking a liking to you. You need to stay in his fields. Um, and, and here is the plan that they set out. We see this in uh, Ruth 3, 3 through 9. This is what it tells us. She says, uh, Naomi to Ruth here, Wash, put on perfumed oil, and wear your best clothes. Go down to the threshing floor, but don't let the man know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. When he lies down, notice the place where he is lying. Go in and uncover his feet and lie down. Then he will explain to you what you should do. So Ruth said to her, I will do everything as you say. She went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law had instructed her. After Boaz ate, drank, and was in good spirits, he went to lie down uh, at the end of a pile of barley. And then she went in secretly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. At midnight, Boaz was startled, turned over, and there lying at his feet was a woman. So he asked, Who are you? And she says, I am Ruth, your slave. 
You replied, spread your cloak over me. She replied, spread your cloak over me, for you are a family redeemer. This, for those of you that don't fully understand, is extremely scandalous. Okay? Never uncover a man's feet in the Middle East. This is really Ruth putting herself out there fully. Now this could have, had she been caught and had Boaz not taken a liking to her and not understood what she was doing, could have caused her to maybe lose her life. Because really what she's saying here, and really what it could be viewed as, as, hey, hey, big fella, let's get some. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Like she is propositioning, or it could be seen as her propositioning herself to Boaz, saying, you've taken care of me, now let me take care of you. Now that's not what she had in mind. That's not what God had in mind. That's not what God was leading to. That's not what Naomi had in mind. And thankfully, Boaz had a square head on his shoulders, understood what was taking place. You see, what Ruth was saying is, you have showed me love, you have showed me honor, you have treated me well beyond my wildest expectations. When my husband died, I really didn't think that there was going to be a positive end to this story. But as she uncovers his feet and she lays at her, his feet, she's saying to him, listen, I will fully give myself to you as your wife and I will live life with you and she takes it even one step further to remind him you're the family redeemer okay now family redeemer ancient culture uh, I don't know if it's still taking place today but basically what took place in in that time is that if someone had passed away a male spouse had passed away the next available single male would take on that person as their wife. It was seen as something of great honor. It was seen as a great show of love. And it provided needs for both individuals uh, that they did not have otherwise. So Ruth is just laying it all out on the line here, saying, look, I'm, I'm asking for the opportunity to be your wife. I see that you're a good man. You've taken so much care of me. This is the plan I feel like God has for my life. Boaz, long story short, accepts that and understands, hey, this is, this is from God. This is from God. And they marry. Somewhat of a Disney story, almost happily ever after. This, in conclusion, as the band comes up, understand. Faith is about hearing and following. Faith is about hearing and following. And as we put effort forward and we work in additions to God's power, faith will bring you life. Faith will bring you life. Ruth put her faith in Naomi. She put her faith in Naomi's God. She put her faith in Naomi's family. She put her faith in Boaz. All these things scary to a young girl in that culture. And she was rewarded for it story points to the fact that if we put our faith in God and we put our faith in Christ, we're going to be rewarded for it. You want to experience true life. You want to experience a complete 180 turnaround from a situation that you're struggling with now. Give it over to God. Give it over to God. Continuously pray. Continuously work. Do the things that you need to do to overcome that obstacle. 
Is it a drug addiction? Go to counseling. Go to AA. Go to rehab. You struggling with your marriage? Go to counseling. Talk to your pastor. What, what is it? Put your faith in God. Understand that God can work and he can be miraculous and he can change all things. But you work alongside God. Put your effort forward and see what amazing things can happen for you. Because I guarantee you, Ruth did not think that it was going to be that good. And God blew her away. And he gave her a life beyond what she could imagine. And he can do the same for you. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, we thank you so much for this day, for this opportunity to come and just dive into your word and see what you have for us. Uh, Lord, you are a great God who loves us, who wants to show us grace and honor and provide for us. But Lord, you also require too that, that we work alongside you, that, that we uh, push and strive and do the things that we can do in order to strengthen our relationship with you, to strengthen our relationship with the world, and, and to have our eyes and minds set on the same goal as you. We need to be in that hear and follow relationship, God, where you call us to do something and we jump right away into whatever it is that you've called us to do. Lord, I pray for each and every individual because it doesn't matter if you're not a Christian or if you've been a Christian for 40 years. We all struggle, we all have pain, we all have obstacles that sometimes we have to overcome. And too often we try to do it alone thinking that we can do it by ourselves. But how foolish of us to not lean on the God who is the most powerful, the strongest, the most compassionate. And think that we don't need you in our circumstance. Or think that we shouldn't bother you in our circumstance. Because God, that's what you asked for. That's what you want. You want us to lean on you. You want us to hear. You want us to follow. You want us to love the world around us. And you want us to strive to make things better. That's faith. That's being a renegade. I pray for each and every individual, God, that they understand that today, that regardless of what distractions might have been in this place today, that, that you just wrap yourself around their heart, that you let them know that they are loved, that you are there, and that 100% of the time, every time, faith is not in vain. In your son's name we pray. Amen.